episode 51 of Flowing Through Film. This week we are continuing my uh, um, Ghibli pick, Ghibli Up Part 2. Late, and, late Studio Ghibli. Yeah, Late Studio Ghibli. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess Three so. different titles for you, you know. <laughs> um, but we're continuing with uh, Ponyo and From Up on Poppy Hill, another Hayao Goro double feature. Um, we're going to be starting with Ponyo this week, and let me introduce my co-host before I do that, Luke. Hi. And Danny. Hello. And, um, so before we actually get into the movie, what did you guys, what did you guys think of Ponyo? Because it is honestly a lot different than, it's, it's, it's kind of like Miyazaki going back to his, to, to his Totoro roots almost. Okay. In some way, ways. Yeah. Like it just lighter, more lighter. Yes. But yeah. Nausicaa is a very, like, what part of it do you mean by that? So what do you mean by that? No, Ponyo going back to Totoro. Oh, Going Totoro. Back to Totoro okay, like this was made more for okay. more for kids, in my opinion. Yes, okay, yes, yes, yes. I, I heard a lot of people saying it's like a riff on Little Mermaid, which I can't really confirm because I haven't it's seen Little Mermaid in a long def- time. Oh yeah, no, it definitely is a Little Mermaid story. Okay. It's one of the better. It's one of the better adaptions, but I think I think it's better than Little Mermaid too. Like yeah. like the Disney version. But. Okay, yeah, but okay, but uh, yeah, um, this kind of caught me by surprise because like the. The poster and the header on Letterboxd are like kind of doesn't make it look that interesting, honestly. It really doesn't. And then you watch, you're like, oh, this is actually like really nice. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's a, uh, it's really interesting because like yeah, it's very low scale like Totoro, but there's definitely some like like higher stakes like large larger scale yeah. kind of stuff in it. But he, he definitely still like channels that like especially in certain moments of Totoro's kind of intimacy. Yes. But yeah, I, I I loved how he filmed uh, how he or, uh, it's not filmed but drew, drew the water basically like I loved like the way the water looked like the blues. Yeah, the water is also it, it, very it feels nice. a lot. And it was yeah, it was just a nice story like and it's honestly probably upper tier uh, Miyazaki. Yeah. For me honestly. Okay. But yeah, I, I really liked it. I might like it more on rewatch, but yeah. You will. Okay, all right. All right. Did it? Um well, I don't know if I liked it as more on rewatch. Okay. Cuz I did like Ponyo was um it's just a fun movie for me. Mm. It's not too serious, you know? Like, maybe some of the other problems I've had with some of Miyazaki's other movies are that they just become, like, too serious for their own good, almost. Like, he's trying to just, you know, write a story, almost, to make it sound, like, be serious. But yeah. this one, uh, it does feel like the animation style matches just how light the movie is. Like, the music the whole time is just very light. Even, yeah. you know, when the villain... Like, you know, this, uh, is he, he's not a villain, he's really just supposed to be, like, you know, the dad. Overprotective dad. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah. But he's, yeah, at the beginning, he's kind of teased as a villain and stuff, yeah. in the way yeah. he looks, but... That's what I like, like, there's no real villain in the movie, it just stays light, but, like Luke said, there are just some stakes, but even the stakes, you know, you know it's gonna turn out really yeah. good. Come on, yes. like, the music is telling you the whole time the movie's gonna turn exactly. out well. Like, it's not gonna lie to us, but... Yeah, no, but what you said about the animation style, definitely true, and I feel the same way. Um, and this is actually Ghibli... Miyazaki wanted Ghibli to go back to, like, all hand-drawn for this movie. Because, okay. like, for the last... Since Mononoke, I'm pretty sure they've been using um, some computer generation in all of their movies up to this point. And so Miyazaki wanted to go back to their, their roots, per se. And, um... This had over 170,000 hand-drawn frames, which is the most from any Miyazaki movie to this point. So, like, just put that... Like, it's crazy, honestly. But, um... It's honestly really interesting because the background animator actually is known in Ghibli as being kind of more, like, free-flowing and, like, kind of a childish... like Like a childlike animator. Like, he draws kind of like a child would. 
And that's one reason why, like, if you like the backgrounds, feel kind of like a child drawing and stuff like that. Like, and that's something that Miyazaki and Ghibli wanted for this movie. They wanted it to feel like they wanted it to feel like a child could like made this world basically. Yeah. Even though it's, I mean, it's obviously professional animators doing it, but it does have like a childlike feel to the drawings. Definitely, yeah. And um, one reason why that is is because also the backgrounds are also done like colored in crayon. Which is really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, if you watch it again, you'll notice it. No, see, that's well. what I was I was asking, because I asked Richie, <clears> and he <throat> said it was all 2D, but... Because there were certain scenes where I thought it might have been a mix of 2D or 3D or something, because it was some weird, nope. like, where you would see the characters look very clear. Yeah. But then, like, the house or the flowers and stuff in the background is very, you know, like, yeah. it's like you're saying, like a crayon or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, damn. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because no, I was like, it was stark contrast, a lot of, like, the characters would look one way. But the background yes. was very more like you're saying now. It makes more sense. Yeah. It's smudged almost, I guess. Yeah. Like impressionistic. Yeah, like really exactly. Like no, and that's that's one reason why this movie grew on me actually a lot this time. is because, like, it's just such an interesting, like, it's such an interesting movie for Miyazaki. Because even though it does have this, like, huge, like, this is the problem I have with the movie is it does have this huge stake in it. Where it's like, if this, if they don't get together, yes, basically, yes. the world's going to end. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you just take that out, and it's yes. perfect. It's literally, it's literally like Totoro. Like, yeah. like the, the mother's just introduced randomly, but she's a huge part in it too. Yeah, no, yeah, like, she's. But I actually, I, I like her. I, I, I love her. Cool design. I kind of like her aura, honestly. Like, just like kind of showing up like she's like the right, yeah. she's like she's like the busy mother that just like comes up like oh I gotta handle this yeah, I guess yeah. but, like, I guess I like he doesn't explain their backstory I guess no and plus she is just like like she's animated gorgeous she is, like yeah. especially she's her first appearance in uh in like uh just with all the ships like yeah. do you remember her first appearance like yes. she I, th- I can't remember I think it's the dad of Ponyo or not Ponyo of the kid Sosuke. Okay, yes, yes, yes. There, because there's just like that wave of water. Yes, it's also I like there are so many, there's so many cool, like just cool set, like cool keyframes in this, like with just the, like giant waves and like a giant moon coming down, basically. Even though that's part of the part, like part of the problem with the movie, but, um, but I guess it, I, I guess really why Miyazaki must like that end of the world stuff is he just likes thinking of cool ideas of how to animate the end of the world. You know, like, <laughs> huge, you I know, mean, honestly, climactic yeah. scenes. You know, and honestly, like. We we are gonna go through this movie beat by beat because it's it's very free flowing a lot like Totoro is like there's yes. not a lot of story per se in this movie like it's really just right. about Ponyo and, and and Sosuke's relationship yeah um which is amazing which is amazing and yes. that's like um and we'll get to like this this mill part of the movie where there was this huge wave that came and was basically about to destroy the town this is the huge wave that um yeah. the dad. Where in the, the in the beginning of the movie where he, you were saying Seth is like a villain, the well scene where it's like if this well gets full, it's gonna like destroy the world, and then yeah, like yeah, a few yeah. scenes later, literally the well's full, and it's like <laughs> like this huge wave comes, like it's gonna destroy the city, and basically implying the whole world, and the mom and Soski are running away trying to get back to the house so they they could try to contact their yeah. dad. This yeah. is where that huge wave like. And her driving is insane. It's insane. Yeah, I, but, and it's yes, like no one, they didn't even like bring it up, like talk about like why. Like, yeah, but I wanted to get to like the key frame of that. Like just the fucking waves literally look alive. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and he, and they are because like you see, the, you see, yeah, they have faces. Like it's like kind of like fish. They're basically. chasing them. Yeah, they're yeah. chasing them because they're trying, because they know that um, Brunhilde Ponyo, um, the dad is trying to get back his daughter basically but like this is like one of the best scenes like Ponyo is literally running across the waves oh trying God. to catch them yes. amazing yes. and the sounds that, that their feet make on top of the waves it's just like yes. it's amazing it's like yeah. these like scenes of like this huge stuff just is one one of my favorite parts of the movie and it's one of 
the reasons why I love it and why it's this part of the movie specifically is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like of these, like where Ponyo escapes. Yeah, where Ponyo escapes. Yeah, that, that, that's the big part. Is my favorite, like when he's underwater escaping and stuff. Yeah. Like, okay. the, the visuals on that, like with the light, how he does, like with the light in the water, is really cool. Yes. No, see, I like my favorite part is actually after that, where it starts the day after, where they're by themselves because okay. his mom left. Yes. Like this is when they're sailing on the boat. Yeah, this yeah, is the part of like this is like a Miyazaki, Miyazaki staple. Like the children are acting older than they are. It's yeah. basically like, yeah. and she's using her magic to take them yes. to take them basically to try to find his mom, um, by on this little boat, which is amazing. And with the candle too. Like, yeah, and it, uh, and the reason this is my favorite is because it's kind of just like Miyazaki going off with this animation, like showing this showing this like apocalyptic looking world, even yes. though there's still like hope in it, basically. Yes. But they get to like uh, the fisherman and his wife and stuff like that. And these are my these are also like some of my favorite scenes, just because it's showing like even the townspeople aren't like saying like kids, why are you on a boat by yourself? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Like, first of all, this I kind of like because you were saying apocalyptic. Uh, it's funny because watching this scene reminded me a little bit of the apocalypse now uh, when they're going okay, through the boat yeah, yeah, yeah. and they stop, okay. and they stop for the other couple. Yeah. Also in the boat and they talk, but that one leads to like a shooting. Yes, yeah. But, yeah. but like this is his version of that, you know, like kind they're kind of just lost yeah. on a boat and they literally run into another couple. But yeah, no, it is funny because they're treating them like as adults basically. Yeah. And that's one reason why I just like the movie as a whole. Like if it was... That's one reason why I can't say I completely hate the end of the world stakes because it does lead to my favorite part of the movie, like just this part basically. But I feel like he sh- if he could if he could have found a way to like just make this part the, the entire movie basically, or just like Ponyo like eating food with like the family and stuff like that. Like that's another part I just love. But, and the way he sits down on the seats, like just like jumps exactly. up and like slams into the chair. Yeah, know, like, like yeah. she's so excited to just be human to experience the human world, like. Those are my favorite parts of the movie, and this part, and these parts of her just like, and him like, having fun and being kids, and trying to find his mom, basically. Yes. Like, those are those are the best parts. It's just the parts where the dad comes and is like, "You have to, t- you have to like." Uh, oh, I actually his wrote it down. Like, no, yeah, he's like, it's like we have to give him the true love test or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, these guys are like five. No, but <laughs> like, this is the Miyazaki's table too, just inventing roles for the universe. Kind of, like, yeah, for sure. It goes along, you know. Just to make it interesting. For sure, for sure. Which is not a bad thing. Like, uh, because at least the animations always stay very good, you know. Yeah. Um, In this one. And the music. Yes. And the music, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the music. The music as well. Um, But I also also forgot about another one. This actually, I was wrong because I think. Actually, my favorite scenes in the movie were actually the scenes uh, where uh, the Morse code scenes with the light. Yes. Those are some of the best scenes, too. Like, really, like, wholesome and, like, no, kind of no. sad, kind of melancholic, but kind of yes, like... Yes, and actually both these movies yep, have that, I was actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. From, uh, up, from Up, up, up Puppy Hill with the Flats. We're, we're about to get to that, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh, yeah. I was already thinking... That, and it's very similar to the way they're shot. Like, they're shot in... Like, they're both, like, flashbacks, yes. too, of, you know, a previous time, but... Um, yeah, I guess they kind of have that theme, too, in the background of both movies of, like... Yeah. Just that... The war in general, like, what it had... The yeah, the war and the effects of it, and, like, kind of just reconnecting to your past, almost, but... Yeah. Because like it is like we don't know why is uh so the main so Susuke right that's the boy's Sosuke, name yeah. so, or Sosuke yeah Sosuke um her is that his mom yes the Who's taking care of him yeah yes yes, yes okay yes. okay because he calls her Lisa at one point so I was like is that <laughs> no yeah Lisa is his yeah, mom. he, he oh, just yeah. might be sassy I don't know yeah, yeah. he just but, might be sassy no, but that makes sense but yeah it's never really like it's, there's only like 
really it, they don't go too much in detail why the father's away and all that they don't focus too much on that backstory which yeah like well it's just like because it's from his perspective yeah 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 that's true he's just working and like at least to me and what part of, part of the movie part of this was like he, Miyazaki actually said this like part of this was him making this movie for like Goro and for like his actual his kids like saying like I'm sorry I was such a bad father okay. and like that is a huge yes, thing in this yes. movie like his dad's always away on a ship like the kid literally says my dad's a captain of a ship see that's like, what I'm saying. that's, <laughs> and why that's, it that's make, maybe for Bob yeah. and Poppy Hill is kind of like the other side of that yeah you know it, yeah he's saying that's he learned filmmaking like just how she learned how to do flags. Yeah, and from up on Poppy Hill. I mean, but, maybe for sure. Except for Miyazaki doesn't like his filmmaking. Exactly. Yeah. Worse, but still, <laughs> yeah. Like, but damn. See, if Miyazaki is actually saying that too, then it would kind of make sense if they had similar uh, themes in mind when they both did. Because it is very. It makes you think of it. Uh, it does. Especially watching from up on Poppy Hill, I literally thought of watching the Ponyo scenes. And the, yeah. No, definitely. Um, and just to wrap this up, like the ending does like come about, and it's um. It's this is like why I can't hate the ending either because it's just animated so fucking beautifully. Like they're just under like they're underwater in the senior center where because like like uh, Sosuke thought his dad or like his mom basically is dead because they found her car you know just like abandoned in a very like uh, that was actually reminding me of the Spirit Away scene honestly but whenever they come back to the car but <laughs> but um no but yeah because like this this ending is kind of just trying to make the dad a villain which is why i don't like because the dad is like it's implied that he's tricked all the old women and and sosuke's mom to like be down there basically and that one old lady has stayed up top telling sosuke not to believe him and then like you think it you guys remember what i'm talking about right like the one lady the one old lady that stayed behind because she didn't believe him yes yes, and she was basically telling sosuke to run towards her and away from him then the dad's like no you can't be with ponyo you have to like give her back and it's like and then they they eventually do end up like all down there and it ends up fine but it's like that one scene of just like the dad like not wanting to give up i don't know it's just trying to make him a villain whenever it doesn't need to it's it just has these like real these real, like, end-of-the-world stakes that I feel like it didn't need to either. Yes, yes. Like, the whole kidnapping stuff. Because it's trying to have it both ways, too. Yeah. It's like, it is, end of the, like, the story is end-of-the-world stuff, but at the same time, I do like, like, uh, the all the old women, like, they're yes. running, they're getting to run for the first like, Yes, again. Because I think earlier, they, they say something like, what I would do to run again, or something, mm-hmm. like... Or the, well, well, like, the whole dynamic with she, the retirement home, I actually liked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. 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 Especially how it's just, like, another day for them, you know? Yes. Especially when he's around them and stuff. Yeah. There's, already, there's already a sense of familiarity with yes, them and yes. uh, Sasuke. So, like, it's never played. Like, none of the characters in those... No. When they're kidnapped, they don't feel like they're kidnapped. No, exactly. It's That's like, why I don't want to say it's a kidnapping scene. No, because it's, it's, it's not. Because even the mom's there. The mo- Like, both moms are talking. Like, they've just been having this discussion yeah. all night. Like, like they're there because they want to be there. Yes. But then this dad has, like, this ulterior motive of, like, wanting Sosuke to give Ponyo up before even going down to talk to his mom. And it's like... Yes. It kind of feels like, just talking about it, it feels like, uh, you know, in Porco Rosso, when they all, all the kids get kidnapped at the beginning, but you know, you know, they're going to be fine and stuff. Like, that's kind of how it's playing it. I like it better in Porco Rosso, but it's trying to have it both ways in this one, too. Yeah. But... Yeah, maybe the dad just I don't like him as much. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> he he, I loved. Uh, I really liked his introduction, like the contraption he was using to yeah. stay moist on. And the... when P- Ponyo. Oh yes, for yeah. sure. Another yeah. yeah, the moist. That was cool. Because <laughs> yeah, no, that, also, that part that part's hilarious. We also forgot to mention Ham. 
Yes, no, the ham scenes. I, I, that, I like that. The ramen scene especially is so amazing because she literally like leaps for joy or does like a flip (laughs) whenever she sees the ham. Oh, it's so cute. No, but that's like part of the reason why I like love those moments so much. Unless, unless he's like big, huge. Even though I love like the animation style, and that's the reason I actually love those scenes. I just wish it was more like Totoro, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like and Rosso too. I think I like both those better. Um, yeah, it doesn't have like huge stakes or anything. No, no, it, the, all three of those to me feel very just kind of by, like chill. Yeah, lower stakes movies, and this one maybe that's why this I like one them. almost it, is it, there. It's almost there. Yeah, that's it, why. I, but I do, I do like the away thing where like at the last thirty minutes it tries to add way more. Yeah, to kind create of. like a good third, a uh, climactic third act maybe. But see, that's that's the thing is like it does all that stuff in the middle of the movie, and then the third act is just like a chill out movie again. Okay. Until the very yeah, end, yeah, that's like true. that's that's, that's the thing. That's that's my that's why why I kind of like can't completely hate. And I will say this, this is, like, this is just part of all, why maybe I'm saying with all three, the music is a very big part of that. Oh yeah, for the music sure. is always basically kind of lighthearted on the, you know for the most part. Maybe there's some like climatic moments with the waves and stuff, but for the most part, it's very just you know very chill. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's telling the music is telling you it's not. Don't be too worried about the character style or anything. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, we know we know it's all gonna end up well. Yeah, because yeah. like I mean the ending literally happens and like the mom literally gives away her child basically to Lisa. Lisa yeah, says exactly. she'll yeah. I'll take care of her and then I mean she hasn't been around it anyway, like Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, she's literally just like Why do you care now? The ocean basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> I think that's what it's implying. But yes, that, that makes yeah. sense. Most importantly the vibes were, were, were nice. Yes. That, no, the vibes of this nice. movie. That's important. Yeah. Yes, I that's think important this is a good return to what it's like. It's, it is a good melding of what Miyazaki had become and what he used to be, and to, and to my in my opinion. But I do wish that's that he would. You'll have to say more about that maybe at the end of this. Uh, just start Ghibli series. What? How do you think Miyazaki changed? Because he just said, you know, what he was now versus what he used to be. And well, I mean, like now, so. she, well, I mean, like there are. Yeah. They, he did have like his. I'm just talking. I'm talking more about like the Totoro Porcaroso phase. I guess that was more the, like straying away from what he used to be. Because even Nausicaa, even Nausicaa, yeah. like, Castle of the Sky. Yeah, yeah, those are more like dramatic. Movies. Yeah, and Castle of Cagliostro is also an action movie. We didn't watch that one, part one, but or religiously, but. We could talk about maybe a concluding Ghibli when we do that. You'll have to say more about that. Yeah, maybe. Because we're ranking it, right? Yeah, we'll rank it yeah. for sure. Um, but with that, let's take a quick break before getting to front of a poppy hill. From up on Poppy Hill, Goro's second feature. Um, before I get into some production notes, let me ask you guys: What did you think of Goro's second movie? First forty-five minutes, or just the whole one? The whole, the okay, whole okay, thing okay. first. The whole thing first. All right. Um, well, yeah, I thought it was cute uh, until halfway yeah. mark, and then the reveal happened. And I was yeah. like, Why? Yeah. <laughs> like it just felt kind of unnecessary. Because, like, yeah. it was fine up to that point. The movie, wh- where it was going, was, like... Yes. I was cool I with it. With like, I, I was like, okay, okay, Goro, you know, you're, you're, you're vibing along. Exactly. And then it just kind of, it just derails the movie for me, yeah. honestly. Until, What's the, like, is that some, like, more common thing in Japan? Like, some kind of genre Well, it's based on a manga, okay. and the manga had this in it. Yes. So he had to do it. And that's actually, I was reading the Ghibli wiki, and Miyazaki actually did say, did say, like, or it was, like, 
Miyazaki read that w- read that part and wondered how he was going to do it, but he just like it, I, I'd have to find it again because I didn't actually write that one down. I just thought it was funny whenever I was reading it, but he actually did have the same thought of like, oh, <laughs> basically, how am I going to do this? Yeah. But I mean, I guess but it's like it does, it's, it's it's it is set after World War II, and this is something where I mean, Japan is small, and there were a lot of people back then that probably died at war. With a child that I don't know, like mm-hmm. like papers can get lost, mm-hmm. but I just I like where this movie was going before that, and then like Luke said, it just derailed the movie. It's just not that type of movie. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it comes exactly. with like a weird emotional. It's thing. weird. Now exactly. There's like tension with it. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like creating tension. It, they are young enough too, where you're like, <clears throat> okay, at least like they're not really thinking about what it actually means. They're just like we're still in love anyway. Kind yeah. Of thing, you know. Yeah. It's just weird watching it. Yeah, it's weird. It is. It's weird. <laughs> like, especially since it doesn't resolve it right away. Like, it waits for a little bit before finally the mother... It waits. That's the one reason why... At the end. Like, it's almost just really rushed at the end where the mother's like, oh, yeah. actually, you know, it's it not the third the guy. It's, it's, yeah, it's not there's even the mother. a third guy yeah. in the picture, like, so you're yeah. fine. <laughs> no, yeah, that's like... It, it derails it for 30 minutes, basically. <laughs> or, like, yes. or more, like... Yes. It just gets this awkward feeling for the rest of the movie, basically. Until you basically figure it out, but before we actually like get into what we liked about certain parts of this beforehand, and like what happened basically, um, it was written or co-written by Hayao Miyazaki, so that, that's what I was saying before. Like he actually did write this for Goro. That's one reason why the production it it was a strained production, partially because they were working together, and partially <laughs> and most honestly, mostly it was actually going fine until like the Tohoku earthquake. Uh, and tsunami happened, like, and what happened, like, with uh, Fukushima, like, the nuclear disaster in Fukushima. Yeah. Like, that happened during production of this, and that actually, like, derailed the production for a little bit, basically. Yeah. Um, they still made all, met all their deadline, deadlines and stuff like that. Like, they didn't close down. They were they were thinking about closing down. Hayao Miyazaki basically said, no, we shouldn't close down. So they was it, were they near through, the, where that happened? I don't think they were, like, near it, because if they were, they would have to get out. Yeah. But... They were like Japan as a whole was dealing with a lot of rolling blackouts after this, so that definitely did hamper the production because they basically had to work overnight instead. Whenever they actually had power, like it's they were they were worried the entire time that these rolling blackouts would basically cause them to lose things because like if a blackout happened and you were working on something you didn't save it, like you lost it, like okay. like it's just shit like that. Like so, it was a very strained production. And that's one thing that, like, Hayao Miyazaki complimented the team afterwards. He was like, I think he actually said, like, if, if, one, if one thing Ghibli's good at is being deadlines or something like that. But, uh, of course, he says that. Yeah, of course he says that. But he, uh, he did also say, like, after the first screening, like, it does have its good parts and not so good parts. It turned out to be an amateur kind of work. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Um, he said he actually started imitating the walking because he said the, an- the animation for the walking was, like, really bad um <laughs> that makes me want to watch it too. no i need to yeah. watch it again to watch to that watch because that. I, wa- I i watched this do- like the documentary yeah. on the blu-ray after this See, that, that is something he would notice obviously but. yes because uh, he was like you don't stretch your leg out when you walk in the background too many parts looked weird to me uh, hey, hey, and hey, then, hey. then has, he, has he ever seen henry fonda walk though I mean, maybe not well no, no, he, he definitely has you know you know what i'm talking about how henry fonda walked in like movies and stuff he no. would like stretch his leg completely out and like maybe uh, that's what Goro, like, that's what Goro's going for. Yeah, going for the Henry Fonda walk. Going for the Henry Fonda look. No, but he he did follow that by saying, "I don't know who made these technical errors, the animator, the director, but it was a very basic mistake." 
And they said, like, oh, I guess the director should now say something. And they just walked off without even looking at oh him. My basically. God. Like, it was crazy. Oh, my God. But, uh, Did you see that, a video of this? No, yeah. It's on, it's, I think that's on the Blu-ray for the... Uh, I watched it on the Blu-ray for the... Uh, oh, did the actual, like, the actual press, like, press conference where he said, when he basically, said that? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, um... At least I'm pretty sure I watched that's, it there. If not, oh my, it should be on YouTube if it's not on there. Maybe. But whatever. Um, <laughs> one other thing he did say about... I have to get this. I have to actually say this. Because one thing he did say about Goro like during the production was... <laughs> um, I think Goro doesn't get it. It's okay for him to stop directing. I think he should. <laughs> he isn't oh. cut out for it. Oh. Wanting to do something doesn't mean able to. <laughs> directing isn't an easy job. You must push yourself until your nose starts bleeding. Is and the see one where he, what says, where he says in the kitchen... I'm not sure if he says that in the kitchen, but that was during the production yeah, of this movie. I remember, so. <laughs> I remember, there, there's a, I remember seeing like uh, there's a video of him saying like in his kitchen saying like not everyone is meant to direct yeah. movies or something. That's definitely what he's saying in this. Like it's, yeah. it's but he he crazy. wrote it for he wrote it for Goro though, right? Like yeah. he obviously would. I feel like he's no. Well, he wrote it because he wa- he wanted to do this movie. He did want to write this uh, movie because he. Uh, I think, yeah, this was right before The Wind Rises. They had this whole, like, like Studio Julie had this whole initiative after, basically after Howl's Moving Castle, where Miyazaki and Toshio Suzuki wanted to let new directors direct movies. That's why we had um, Goro direct, obviously, and then we had, like, Secret of Arietti, then we had this one again, and then we have, I think we have, oh yeah, we have When Mario was there also, which we're not going to do. But they did have this, like, five-year plan, basically, of, like, mm-hmm. letting other people okay, have okay. more, have more Trying to expand just Ghibli, basically. Yeah, but just... he, but uh, Miyazaki wanted to write from up on Poppy Hill. This is something he had wanted to do for a, for a little while, apparently, so... But still, this guy was already a Goro hater. He got him, gave him a second movie. <laughs> that's 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 part of the reason why the production was strained. Also, I mean, it, it also is his son. You have to remember that. Like, you, yeah. like you can't really like. It's hard to like give up on your son. I guess maybe that's. I mean, why. it sounds like he already did. <laughs> yeah, I think he's I he's know. like he's like Goro should give up. He's not the amateur. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, we can actually get into the actual movie though, and w- so why I want to talk about this in kind of segments is because the first 45 minutes of this movie I literally texted you I knew I was going to regret doing this uh-huh. immediately after I did it but I literally texted you guys after 30 minutes and I was like I don't remember why I hated this so much I'm enjoying <laughs> it a lot right now uh-huh. and then literally 15 minutes later they revealed that they were might be brother and sister uh-huh. in like the most awkward like fucking way basically uh-huh. and I'm just like why? Like, like literally what Luke said earlier, like, why? It was going somewhere. It was going somewhere, exactly. Okay, but the manga part you said... It does make it sense. Makes, yeah. It makes me question in terms of, were these, like, those three, you know, the, the picture we keep saying with those three guys, um, you know, with the, the two dads and then this third dad yeah. that's obviously the parent of her, I guess, so... Those three, like I'm sure, are they more expanded in the manga or something? Do I mean, we, do we care about them because that. Was, I mean, that's they the only have, reason I can see some something like this, this twist making too. sense because it doesn't make sense just in the movie context. It really doesn't. It just comes and out then, really nowhere. But so. that makes sense, like, and if we know that Hayo wrote this movie, you said, yeah, how much is he involved in this? <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> Danny just wants to hate on. Hayo no, I'm just saying he, he, he wants movie, more fuel. You know, this is definitely a writing problem too. Like, not, even more than a director. I, I, I like, this, is, you're, you're this right. is a script but, problem. So, I actually did save uh, Hayao's quote. He said, uh, he, he uh, this was at, well, this is what the article was writing. He, um, during the reveal of their half-siblings, uh, he said it was more like a meta, metafictional critique of soap operas in general. And he said, to, the, to realize the truth, 
they move on their own two legs. It's not easy. And in the chaos of war and, and the post-war period, the two parents know how they met and loved each other. They also knew their, fellows, their fellow, fellow sailors and squad comrades would also be able to help. They will pay their greatest, their greatest respect to the two of them. That's basically what like he was trying to say by Umi and Shun still loving each other, even if they would have been siblings, I guess. But I don't know. It's just weird. I it's know. a weird quote. But, but it's just like... He what was, was a perf- he said it was a critique of the melodrama or something. Yeah, kind of like that. It was like a metafictional critique of soap operas. Soap in operas, because like because it's trying to like it's trying to take away just that romance or something that yeah, you, would, like you that. would actually want. So it's almost like doing that on purpose. Yeah, I mean maybe, but yeah, still, but kinda, still keeping that love like he's saying, it, yeah. even though it's not soap opera, I guess. Yeah, I can see, well, but why? Just when you in, add incest to it, it yeah. just makes exactly it, like That's, it could be some yeah. other way, you know? Like, yeah. Like, like, no, it definitely could because, especially like since the first forty-five minutes of this, are awesome, honestly yeah. to me. Like, I cool, like they're if not awesome, it, they're actually good. Well, they feel like a Miyazaki movie. A lot of it. That, it makes they, sense that he wrote it. Like, especially oh, I said the intro. Yeah. It felt like House Moving Castle. Like the way she's introduced yes. as part of a bigger kind of group collective of women basically living together. Yeah. Like, it's not really explained that. It much feels. Too. I mean, it also feels a lot like Only Yesterday too, though. Like that's okay, the, it. Feels yes, a lot like a Takahata yes, movie at some yes, points like too. Yeah. Um, it just it just more it just like, feels like a real world. It feels real. It doesn't feel. Yeah, but it's faster, like a Miyazaki movie, where it's going, yeah. it's taking you to the town and everything. And well, and I will say, like, I really, I, I need to watch the animation again because I need to watch the legs just specifically for that <laughs> Miyazaki quote. But I thought the animation was better in this one, and yeah, the music yes. is markedly better than yeah. Tales. There's of some Mercy. good like, like song Tales of Mercy is in the movie decent, too. but like. Yes, and that's part of that, that, that. Like plays into like the '60s Tokyo. Like yes, one, yes, like, yes. like one. I think that song they play. Or definitely one of the songs. Maybe the song they listened to on the train to Tokyo. I can't remember. But um, that was actually like one of the most popular songs in, in like 1960s Japan. It sold like over 10 million copies in Japan. I gotta so. find out what that song is. Maybe yeah. I'll use it for the pot. Or the break yeah, or we something. can probably use it for that. But um, yeah, that so just it, 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 they were adding elements to make it feel like 1960s Japan, and you feel that. And that's what that like. I love the vibes of the movie, yes. and I love the music. I I really do love the music in this movie. Like, there's just so many scenes of just like. Well, they sing at walking. the end. Like, well, yeah, see, yeah, they yeah, the entire, yeah, the entire, the entire student body, body yeah. leader sings at the end. Yeah. And I love the Latin quarter and stuff like that. Like yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that whole that's... side plot of just like them building, yes. like fixing the Latin quarter is amazing. I, I honestly like all the, I yes. like all the characters they introduce. Like these kids are really cool. Mm-hmm. Like the that are in the actual Latin quarter. Like there are kids not like the philosopher. Yeah, like, like literally, like he, he literally quotes yeah, Diogenes yeah, later yeah, on in the movie. It's amazing, but. No, uh, I was gonna say because that part is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, and I was gonna say that part reminds me of like Rushmore. Uh, have you seen Rushmore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how, how well Rushmore. No, about, yeah, you know? definitely. Like, taking the student body as like a serious kind of group, you know, yes. filming it from their perspective almost, and they have their big project is saving yeah. you know, some local theater or something. Yeah, because like the student body starts off opposing them as well. Like that's part of the that, that's part that's, of the good thing. Like that's true. The student body opposes, but what really doesn't make sense to me is like how could a like a fucking um. Like a a board of directors or something, or a school board actually like reject them after they fix up the place. exactly like and, 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 how, and how well they did too. Yeah, like, it's like like it will, you'd have to be the most cruelest person on earth. At least yeah. like the last guy that comes in. No, yeah, the he's actual like, chairman. You can tell like, he's gonna. No, like, the chairman. Basically, when you see his guy. face, yeah, he's, he's like smiling. You know, he's gonna like yeah. he's gonna approve it. Basically, but, he's a good corporate. But like corporate the other leader, <laughs> because they do sing earlier in the movie. They do. When like it's like they start singing the first time and they realize yeah. they're, they're you know they're all gonna work together and stuff. But yeah. the two like villain board of directors guys, they come in, and they just start listening, and they have like these cruel, they have like this cruel yeah. smile on their oh, face while they're listening. And yeah. they walk, and I was like, 
How, like, who, this, if this is supposed to be realistic, how could these guys even do this? You know, it makes no sense. But. I mean, teachers are bitches. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they, time, they're trying so. to build it for the Olympics, you know? So I, at the end of the day, yeah. maybe I could see it still. So. Something like that. <laughs> they're like, we, we gotta build a stadium here. No money we gotta that. build a stadium here. <laughs> no, um, but that's why, that's why, like, whenever the real video happens, it does, like, it de- literally derails this entire feeling that it's just out of place. For. It's very yeah. out of place. Yes, because we. I have scenes after that in the same clubhouse with the exact same characters and it just feels completely off. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, once you introduce that, not only do the characters feel awkward, but we feel awkward as hell just watching this shit. Like, <laughs> how, are like, to, how, are they, how are we supposed to feel about this? Exactly, okay. like, because she's literally like, like before they figure out, like, that they're not brother and sister, she's literally like, I don't care what happens, I love yes. you anyway. And yes, I'm just like, yes, yes. like it's just, it, I'm just it, like, I understand your feelings, but... You're yeah. too young for it this. Is, it, like, it, <laughs> it adds tension that does not need to be there. Exactly. Of, oh my god, are they gonna do incest? Yeah, because well, like, literally, oh, because like the friend that we've the, like the friend that's the Shun's friend, the glasses guy, that's one of the one of the main the main student uh, student like Latin core students. Um, you remember who I'm talking about? The guy that goes with them to Tokyo. Yes. Like that entire scene to Tokyo is pretty good, honestly, because they're acting like normal. But then, like this guy, literally just runs off. He's like, "Oh, my uncle was wanting to see me. Uh, was wanting to was wanting to see me or something yeah, like that yeah. to leave them alone, yeah. thinking they'd do something." It's like, dude, because yeah, he doesn't know. But yeah, he doesn't know. But it's just like, ah, just like, and 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 it doesn't resolve until literally the end of the movie. Yeah, which is the other problem. No, I mean that's one of like because I, I put this in my notes. Like it's it's very weird that like one of the happy moments is finding out that the that two people that you thought were brother and sister. Is not brother and sister. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, that's like the good news. And she like starts crying. It's like a weird dude, she cry. Cries. She's like crying she, tears of yes. joy because of this. Oh, it's tears of joy. Very dude. weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, because a huge part of this movie, and one and one reason why I do like the first forty five minutes again is because she is very much like like you were saying, like House Moving Castle, the main character in House Moving Castle. Like she's strong, will like living by herself literally. I mean, not by herself. She's living in this house, yes, but she's yes. basically she has her job. She's basically stuff, yeah. the mom of this house for everyone. Like she's doing everything for everyone. She's she's being what her mom was doing before. She's controlling this. I think it's. I know that she has tenants. I don't know what the exact house is called, but it's like she, it's implied that she's like basically an innkeeper yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And that's her job away from school, too. basically. And she's living. Yeah, her, she the knows flags. the flag codes and. and stuff. That's another huge thing through this movie is, like, connecting to your past and, like, not wanting to lose the past to, to, like, go forward in the future. Like, that's the whole, like, Tokyo Olympics versus, like, keeping this Latin core that's been here for, like, years. Or, like, a hundred years or something like that, I think they say. Like, it's just, like, Japan, that's one of the themes I like in this movie. Like, Japan was modernizing so fast. It's one of the themes that Ghibli has tackled a few times, obviously. It was modernizing so fast that that they were losing something. And... That's why, like, these students stood up so hard for this, because they didn't want to lose this, mm-hmm. like, their past. Um, and that's one reason why the student body was against them at the very beginning, but then as the movie goes along, they get along with, like, they, they come they come along with them. because and they, they give see how, credit for it, I Yeah, guess. they see how passionate they all are for it. Mm-hmm. And that's all, like, that, I do really like that theme. It's just the, it's just the fucking incest stuff, man. Like, that's what takes me out of it. Especially yeah. since, like, the incest is introduced... And then they go back to the normal, like, she has to go talk to the school board president and yeah. try to save everything, you know? But it's like, 
why would you? Why is this in here? Like, why is this tension in here? Yeah, like, and like, and that's like, all we can think about. Like, and my favorite not part, all we can my think favorite about, scene, but... probably my favorite part of this movie is whenever the chairman actually comes to the to like actually see yes, yeah, the Latin Quarter yeah. and how they actually renovate yeah, it yeah. and everything that happens in there. Um, because we like we see the astronomy club, which is hilarious. The philosopher who quotes Diogenes. I, I actually wrote down the quote. I'd have to find. I have to get my notes. No, because the way because uh, the way um, the guy reacts, he just says, "Oh yeah." Diogenes just like he has a huge laugh too. It's really good. Uh, also, when we when we first introduced the philosopher kid too, when they're. Uh, and they grow their friends. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. When they go up in the house, like, that's a cool scene too. Yeah. Where they're like, you're not expecting this house to be nearly as big. Yeah. Obviously, it's like an animated house, you mm-hmm. know, inside of like a real building. But it, it's really cool because like yeah. they were not expecting to see that basically all yeah. the stuff. And, and then they pass by the philosophers like trying to get them to join the club and stuff. But yeah, yeah. no, but like the, the quote from Diogenes was uh, was we as human beings have complicated every simple gift from the gods, and the way he says it is honestly hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, like. I love this scene so much, and then at least to them singing that song of like, basically like you can stand together and nothing, and you can't like like if we stand together, nothing can tear us apart, basically or something like that. And it's a great song, and then they decide to like save the Latin Quarter, and right after that, Shun runs in and basically takes her out of there. And like all the students like, ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah, like yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god, dude. Like, no, we had found out they're not brother and sister by then. We had found out, but they don't know that yet. That's the uh, thing. The no, kids she don't knows. know that. She knows because the mother had just told her because the mother had already come back. Because like literally the scene before where the mother is like finally. But come see, back, they they okay, and she had just okay. told the daughter. No, they that's but see that it wasn't confirmed. That was what the mom was told by the dad. But it's con- oh yeah, it's confirmed at the very end. With it's the, confirmed at the end by dad. yeah because like because like you could obviously think like the dad the dad might have had this kid with someone else and just brought it back. That's true. That's true. But like that's that's the thing. Like that's why it's confirmed later on. It has like to it's be not confirmed by both sides. Yeah, it has to be confirmed by both sides because it's still like there is still a shadow of a doubt that it's, that it might be. It like, is they not. Could, I mean, because that's why I was saying how it's played when the mother comes like. It's like a happy moment of yeah. her finding out that you know she can finally she can love the boy without feeling bad about it. You know, without feeling bad about it. Exactly. <laughs> she already said she's gonna love him. Yes, she's gonna love him, gonna love so. him no no matter what. It's a big time uh, Cersei and Jamie vibes and yeah yeah. I mean Luke and Leia. Ah, way better comparison, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Of okay, because th- there are like very romantic vibes, but later they find out there's their brother and sister. But at least you know Scar yeah, Star Wars yeah. doesn't really hang on it after. No, this one does. But <laughs> well, we, we, we all know the best movie about incest: Donkey Skin. Okay. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. I, I just <laughs> wanted to mention Donkey Skin. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. A new series? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Honestly, there's probably more movies about incest than we're thinking right now, too. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're definitely incest asking. movie it's, series. Oh, wait, that's what you're talking about. I just said. I, 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 I talked about to me. I thought you were oh, mentioning no, to me. No, no, no. <laughs> no okay, I, I get what you're saying. I, mean, I guess no. it's the same thing. But... Is there a list on Letterbox? <laughs> is there a list on Letterbox? <laughs> there probably is. No, but I, that's basically all I have to say about from up on Poppy Hill. I actually, I do, I do enjoy a lot of moments in this, but yeah, it's got it's, it's got moments. It's just it's like, thrown off. It's thrown off midway through for literally the rest, basically the rest of the movie. Until the last ten, like now that I think 10, about it, minutes, but. like when I first initially came out of it, I thought I'd like Tales of Mercy better, but I think I like this one better. No, from Up on Puppy yeah. Hills, way better than Tales of Mercy, in my opinion. 
I like I like from up on Bobby Hill more yeah, this right, time than right. I did before. Also, yeah. and it's I think it's because I appreciate it's a ninety minutes too. Exactly, like, that's, that's a huge part. Oh, huge part, huge part. Like, like, two, two hours, hours is insane. two hours. Insane. No, but for me, for me, it really is like the music, and I do like I do love the vibes of the first half so much that I can't forgive a lot. I mean, of even it, the second so. half too. Like, yeah, they have, it has it's decent just vibes, the moment, yeah. like these, some of these moments. Are yeah, it's just some of these weird moments, and it does still feel like kind of throws it off. It's he's not a great storyteller. It's like scene mm. to scene, kind of jagged. You know, it's like yeah. always popping back and forth from scene to scene, and some of you know they're he's not popping, totally consistent. He's, very he's popping back on popping. Okay, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's just you know, yeah, like Miyazaki said, he's he's not. An, I don't think he's an amateur. Maybe he's not that good, but it does lean on the animation and the story more than his directing style. I would say, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He even has a style. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so, really. But... Does he have any other movies? Like, how many he has Earwig Witch. I haven't seen that one oh, yet. Okay. I, I, I might, might as well. Like, that's the only, that's one. The only one Miyazaki's one. praised, so... Oh, really? Oh, oh, wait, what? Damn. He praised, he praised oh, the CG. Well, I, I, I didn't even consider that Studio Ghibli, but apparently they still uh, open. Yeah. But, uh, okay. but um, I guess it is Studio Ghibli still. But no, he praised, like, the CG, and, like, he liked Earwig, so... Right, or, like, right. he liked the little girls. So. Okay, so he's not a total hater. He's not a total hater. Yeah. I don't know. But um, next week, we are going to end with a bang. These are honestly two of the best movies that Ghibli's ever done um, with The Wind Rises and Taylor Princess Kaguya. The la- Well, Miyazaki, thank God, apparently, hopefully released another movie this year. But up to this point, it is the last movie for Miyazaki, and it will it is the last movie that Takahata ever did. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Hope to see you floating through the clouds. Oh,